Alright, views before the six. Here we go again. Another one, man. Oh, another one. Another yeah, one. Yo, that another. attic interview was dope, man. It was dope, dope, dope. Yo, blessings to, you know, the grassroots, you know. We got one more affiliate. We got to come up. <coughs> Big up, Mr. Murray. But I'm not speaking of grassroots and foundation. Wow, yo, this week's guest, yeah, man. man. Speaking of that, I mean, where do you, where does where does one begin? Do we begin in the Metro Mix Off? I don't know. <laughs> do, we begin, do we begin with the Master Plan? I know for this one, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to like fall back and be impartial. It's one of those ones where, like you know you're really cool with somebody you know the inside out. I spend a lot of my craft, even a lot of my like me is in this man's house in this man's room. How much time are we gonna spend right. talking about the Power Dome today, man? Man, we're talking about the infamous, the one, the only DJ Power. What up, man? Yo, what's good, guy? How are you, man? Living, living, yo. First question we ask everybody is: Were you born in Toronto? No, I wasn't born in Toronto. Okay, where um, were you born? I was born in London, London, Ontario, not London, UK. Okay, where? Where? Yeah, I was born there. Um, my parents came up from Trinidad, and um, well, actually. My father came first, and then he set everything up, and then my mother came, and then they had me in London, and then, well, my mother, they split up um, when I was a kid, Okay. and um, my father, he moved to T Toronto, and then my mom, she had a job where she would move around a lot, so I basically lived in like five cities okay. <laughs> in my life so far, you know, yeah. so I've lived in um, London, I've lived in um, Hamilton. I lived in New York, I lived in Mississauga, I've lived in Toronto. Okay, where? So, like, we moved, like, it's just a lot of moving around. Okay, you know? okay. So, now, how'd you get introduced to music? Um, I got introduced to music from my, really, like, my parents were the ones who got me into music, like, because my mom, she was always, she had records. Okay. Because, like, a lot of, you know, soul, jazz, um, of course, Caribbean music, soca, calypso, um, and then my father... He was in. He he introduced me to a lot of world music, like African music, um, Fela Kuti, and like Latin music, and obviously reggae music. He was, you know, he he was he had a, he had a lot of different like stuff in them. So basically, both of them right, kind of right. gave me, you know. <clears throat> he had a crazy record collection. Yeah, yeah. he first got in turntables, man. I was probably first got into. I remember with the house was like the first, the most, and everyone tell you, you go to the Pirates house. The first yeah. thing you like look at this record. And, the, and the, the diaspora of it was like yeah so it was wide, like man. so Very much different wide, so much different, different flavors, flavors yeah. like so I have to credit my parents for that because they were like into all different kind of genres you know okay so yo like were, when you were young were you going to like concert hall and all that kind of stuff um well, I I got to Toronto when I was fifteen okay um so when I got to Toronto that's where I, um I met up with um I, I went to Oakwood. That was the first. I went to four different high schools, but basically, Oakwood was the one when I came to Toronto, and then, like, um, I met Motion there because she was a year or two older than me. So I met Motion, and I met um, uh, this other rapper named Jamal. Okay. Um, and yeah, we formed, Jamal. yeah, and then we oh, formed. Man, basically, so we kind of formed a group in the school, and then we had like. Um, we had like a, an assembly, and that's where we would perform. Like either would have an assembly. Okay. That's where like I did kind of like uh, people decided to see. Okay, this guy can DJ because we had a performance. Okay, so yeah, at this point you're already DJing, right? So, yeah, yeah, I was I, DJing I, when I was 12 years old. I started like okay, I started. Okay, so how'd you get into DJing? I basically um, used to listen to like tapes that my um, my stepsister would bring and my uh, my uncle, and I would hear like you know different groups like Run DMC and like. You know, different 
old school hip hop groups, and then basically that's how I kind of got into like hearing like Grandmaster Flash and different DJs. Okay. That I would just like, you know, practice on a, on a little turntable. It wasn't even like a real, it was like a kid's turntable. It was like, I call it a Mickey Mouse turntable because it was like, a, looked like a ladybug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those kids' turntables. But that's how I kind of scra- started scratching. And then um, eventually I got, you know, my turntables. I would do family parties even as a kid. And then I would like around 13, 14, I would sneak out the house and go to different, you know, community centers and events, like just to try to see. No, and that's okay, how so I know who's some of the DJs you see in them times. Um, well, at that time when I was thirteen, I think that was the year we were in Mississauga. Um, so I would see like Kilowatt. Okay. Um, and then when I moved to Toronto, then I would see like Shit Dynasty. You know, those were like the people I would look up to. Word, you know, word, word. Yeah. DJ, o- DJ O'Neill and like you know, yeah, Howard. Those guys, I would. I would sneak out and watch those guys, like, you know. Then I went to concert all, you know, and then I would see, like, performers like Eric B and Rakim and stuff like that. Who's the first Toronto rappers you remember? First Toronto rappers? Um, probably, sure, probably K-Force and Mishimi. Word, okay. You know? And you obviously you see ones. these at, like, concert hall jams and shit like that? Yeah, I would see them and then... Um, yeah, like at first, I started, I was DJing at 12 and then I was producing at 14. I started producing when I was young too. Okay. On a keyboard and like a little sample of Casio. And then I, yeah. It was a consumer distributor. When I started producing, the first record we did was with Jamal, that's with Unity Productions. Then we did with Motion. We did. Started working with Motion, yep. and then that, and Ron Nelson was the first one who played my one of my a track that I produced on the radio. So word, word, big word. up to Ron Nelson. Okay, so yo, let's talk about like Metro Mix Off and shit like that because you were actually in the Metro Mix Off. Yeah, I was in the Metro Mix Off. So, like I said, when I was practicing, I was doing a lot of. How old were you? Okay, yo, how old were you when you were in the Metro Mix Off? <laughs> I don't remember. I don't know, sixteen or something. I think you were already in high school. Wait, you were like yeah, I said I was like sixteen. Yeah, fifteen or sixteen. You won. It was really young. I think you were the youngest to win. I think I was the youngest. I know you are the youngest, but I think I swear you're fifteen, man. Who else? Hey, yo. So like, let's talk. Because yeah, you're the only guy that like that's been on the career to really talk about. Who was in the Metro Mix Off with you? Do you remember? Like Apollo? No, Apollo wasn't there. Um, Nick Holder was the one who was in the final with me. Okay. So big up to Nick Holder. Shout out to um, Holder. Yeah. DTS was DTS there. DTS was in it. Um, DTS was Yeah, in DTS it. Okay. was there. Um, somebody else. Who, I don't remember who I else was everybody too, was there. Remember, but but um, I know it was me and Nick Holder in the end. And then, and then you beat Yeah, Nick I just Holder. beat Nick Holder. So. Well, how many Metro Mix Offs were there? That was crazy. I don't even remember. That was crazy. I don't even remember. But that was, to me, that was the best. Because I was trying to get turntables, right? And then to win that, like, they they gave me turntables. And that was, like, the best feeling ever. Dude, that's one of my favorite memories (laughs) in my life. And it's not, it was, like, a shared memory. A lot of people know, like, I knew Power before he won that. Like, we were tight, right? Right, right, right. And I remember him rehearsing. Like, we were in his room. You know the room, you're a DJ. So you're going through the DJ thing, rehearsing this right. We're helping pick the records. It was, like, the, the whole family... Connected to power, like people around him, family, and close knit friends. It was like, like a whole cheerleading squad. And we were all like, it was a conversation. Well, he won. Yeah. At that man. age. He was going against big men. He was the youngest man. He was like 19, 22, 28, 30. Yeah. This guy from grade nine. 15 is grade nine, dude. Yeah, so I was. Like he's up at 16, grade nine. So you're up in there 
We won. Word, word, okay. It's like you want the best and the best feeling. And and that time, you have to remember too, not a lot of people had 12s even at that time too. So it was like, People was going to other people's houses to use them twelve. Yeah, people were time. like going to other people's house for twelve. People were stealing twelve. Like, like I got my, my got my turntable stolen. Like the same ones I won, they got stolen no, two years ago. Two years after I won them, they got stolen. That's how much twelve um, hundreds were like valuable then. But so they got stolen and we got them back. So that's a whole nother story. <laughs> 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 um, that happened all the time. Those twelve hundreds. Huh? How, how many yeah, did but, you win? How many Metro Mix did you win? Just um, the one. Yeah, one the one. Okay. Okay. And then I was in the DMC um, DJ competitions. DJ X was in it. And Word. He he beat me in that one, I think. Um, and then somebody else was in. Oh, Jam on Strong. Jam on Strong. Okay, okay. I don't Jam on one. Is that the one Apollo was in or no? I don't remember. Like oh, that one, Jam on one though. I think Jam on one. Yeah, Jam on one. Jam on one. That oh, one I was in a couple of them, but I don't remember. But it was always him. It was like him and the little arrows of him X Jam on. Jam on was like. Okay, so is that how Soul Controllers forms? Um, no, no, no. This is after, like, so basically, um, I was DJing, like, like I said, I had productions on the radio, so big up to Ron Nelson, and shout out to Mastermind, those are the ones on the radio that I looked up to. Okay. Um, and then, so then, um, uh, I had productions on there, and then I was, de- Ron Nelson put me on to some of his shows, and so I was DJing at, like, some of the shows that he was doing. Okay. Like concert hall and some of that. Um, and then, like... <clears throat> I was DJing a lot of basement parties too because I was in Jungle. And that's where they had the um, the rap offs. So like a lot of people would come for the rap offs, and then okay. I would DJ there. And then I would DJ a lot of the basement parties in Jungle. We had a, a DJ crew. I would hook up with Kurt and um, another um, basically brother creation. Okay. So we work. I would work with them, and we'd be in the basement in Cather Court um, with Kurt, and we'd be practicing there and like. I started like, and then we developed. I developed a DJ crew called Black Syndicate. Okay. Yeah, in Jungle, and then that's I kind of like was doing that for a minute, and then I went back on my own, and then we formed Soul Controllers after that. Okay, so like, I, when DTS and Bronski on, they were telling us about how like the master plan all happened, and basically like you guys had a show and they had a show, and then together you guys came together at like was it funding time like them times. Um, yeah, it was me and Motion. Motion got the show actually, you know, because okay. Motion um, was the one that got the show, and then she was like, she wanted to bring me on the show as the DJ, and then they wanted to have, I think it's another show on another on the following week. So every we split. You're right. So then basically we just decided to do it together, and that's how I met um, John Browski and DTS. Okay, then that's how a continuous hit like the sound and everybody's on right. every. Yeah, they week. wanted to keep it like one continuous thing. Where every so week. wait, what was what was your guys' show called before it was Master Plan? Uh, I don't <laughs> I don't remember what. Okay, okay. What me emotion. Maybe emotional. Yeah. Yeah, 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 emotion would remember. Okay, yeah. so then I mean, Master Plan show, the longest running college radio show. Yeah. Hip hop radio show, pretty much in Canada's history. I yeah, mean, I think so. Yeah. No, it is. Yeah, for sure. Not in history, probably North America. What about Canada? Which ones run that long in the States? All I, I, I don't know. We have, have to the, do that research. No, I'm telling you. I'm just You know what I mean? Like, you can look at the ones out in New York City. They don't even last nowhere near as long. Like, they all stop and change and did different stuff. But this is continuous. Like, Okay. Look at it continuously, man. Like, yeah. Think about it, man. So I mean, master plan show like fuck. Yeah, so when we teamed up, it was cool because everybody brought a different um, style in it, you know. 
Word. Like everybody brought different elements to the equation, so like we formed a good team, and and then Jazzy came on, and Word. You know, yeah. like other people got added, and it was just like it was basically like a family vibe, you know. The, the summer, the summer freestyles, those are the best that day. Yeah. Oh man. How oh man. The twenty four hours. What was the open house? What would they call it? What was that? Every summer, we used to have every July, August. Remember when they had like the late night freestyles and you had it was like yeah all that was like a it was like a twenty four hour mix off yeah twenty four hour was that it, it was like a mix off thing, thing right it was like a fundraising thing. but they yeah. had all the DJs to do once in the summer this was crazy dude it was like in the middle of summer and it was like all night and it was in the house yeah so it was like this is house party DJs DJs DJ, and then another two hours and then the ghetto would come through boom drop a verse bam 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 we come through bam KP whoever yeah. he's coming in drop freestyles in and out boom KGP boom. Like you don't know who's yeah. gonna show up, and it was just like all night, man. Sonny yeah. live, boo, all these. Yeah, names, like man. we just what we were known for our freestyles, you know. I think, and because our show was in the night, it was a different vibe, you know. It's a right, night right, because so, it wasn't in the daytime. Yeah, it was so. a nighttime yeah. vibe, night so like vibe. it was yeah. nice before it was the like, club vibe. Yeah, so everybody would come and like freestyle. And John's crazy with the with the the drops and all that crazy like Oh yeah, he brought like like that little flavor that <laughs> all those twists in the like England kind of style. Yeah, that little UK like style. night like drops and stuff. Yeah, but this yeah, it was, was also the night it was like geared to Yeah, like, it was sick. You drive around in your car. But slick, like some slick. I can't I'm doing it no justice, but just some slick shit. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like everybody brought one a different element and, and that's why it worked. Female voice, you know? And then so it was like this it was like what's the, what's the, it's like the Golden State Warriors, man. Yeah, on yeah. the court, man. It was just all over. Like, do you, have, do you have a favorite master plan, like memory at all? Or no? I got some memories of like the freestyles, pretty much is what yeah. I really, I really like. I like when um, Monolith came. Um, they killed it. Um, Collision. Right. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Those guys are crazy. Um, Ebony, Godzilla. Um, you know, it's crazy. GCP, big up. Um, Concrete Mob. Right, yeah, right. Black, black eye, everybody, man. Like you had to bring your A game to yeah. that. To that to of yeah. course, of course. Like a lot of people course. would be offered it and they wouldn't go on the air. No, I'm not even lying. They wouldn't even go on the air because they're like, I know I'm going to live up to <laughs> Okay, yeah. so like, no, na- no mm-hmm. names. I see no names in the building. Like, nah, I ain't not to that guy. Yeah. And you know, you got to live up to the legacy of all the other because everybody came with it. Let's talk about the infamous Power Dome, right? Because you got yeah. into producing and stuff yeah. like that. So you started producing, you said, when you were what, 15, 16? I was like 14, 15. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think started. And then um, the Power Dome, well, like I said, when I moved to Toronto, I, I moved with my pops and and um, his friend who became a, our manager, Tom Latin Assassin, shout out to him. And then, so we had like the whole living room was like my studio and like DJ setup and everything. So everybody would come to the house. It was kind of like... It's basically like a community center vibe. Like people would just pass through, you know, and and it was just a place where people would just come and feel comfortable and create. Basically, you know, I was lucky that, you know, my my parents were like like that. They were really supportive of, of my music career. They weren't like, yo, turn. I mean, obviously, they don't want it like it's <laughs> not all night, but same like yeah, but like they, they're really supportive to have like everybody come through and like you know, my pops like. They're really like behind us that way, you know. Dope, dope, dope. So, what kind of like what were you using to make beats back then? I was using the um, the Ensonic, the EPS. It was the 16, and then the SP12 for sure. 
Word, her, 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 yeah. mm. That was like <laughs> the baby. So wait, yep. is that like is this the time like Blacklist? Was that your label? Yeah. So that was a label that um we formed. Uh, me, Emotion, my brother, You Bad, um, other members of You Bad, and um, Tom. Like I said, Latin Assassin, my, my manager, and um, and my pop. So we formed that label, and I was basically we had Motion, um, You Bad. Um, Ebony came on later. Yeah. Godzilla. Um, I think that was it. I think those those mm-hmm. were the releases we had. I mean, from talking to Thrust, I mean, you gotta ask like, who's coming around the Power Dome these times? Um, everybody. I mean, I have to shout out to Tyson. Sorry that he he's oh, yeah, part Tyson. of Blacklist oh, too. So big up to Tyson. Oh, um, so he was he was actually living there with me too. Um, sometimes um, Ebony was there for sure. Um, Cardinal, um, Solitaire, uh, Chase, Chase big up to Chase, Socrates, who, come, uh, who else was there? And then, um, like, Matt, um, K-Note, like... Yeah, K-Note, shout out to K-Note. Yeah, he has Swift, Grassroots, shout out to Swift. Everybody, man. It's like, you if you weren't, honestly, no one that was like, anyone who was about hip-hop was in that house. Right. And you know, everybody like you knew that house. You touched that yeah. house. You had to be, or, or else you were really part of it because it was only, like I said, it was that creative space. Yeah, where you could go to get something done, man. And the turntables there, the record player was there, the vibe. Were you guys recording out of there and stuff too, or no? Yeah, we were recording out of there. Yeah, we were recording yeah. out of there. We did. Um, I mean, we would still go to the studio to do proper recordings, but we would do like demos there. We made um the Boom Sess track. We made that like demo there. We made like a lot of big like. Tracks that came out, we made the demo there, and then and then we did the yeah. So people yeah, going like to so say track your stuff. You want to like before you go in, go back there. Remember that's two inch reel, that's studio time. That's that's like hundred and twenty five bucks a session sometimes or whatever. So everybody would actually really want to go and like put on the four track do yeah first. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay, this off even the way Attic was talking about how the way the sounds were put it together does actually work. Because sometimes you just have to go right in the studio and just make it. Right there, right, or right, right, right. so you could go to Power's house. Boom, Kano's house was like that. Boom, it's because the house is where it had that setup, and the family it was acceptable. Like to, within the parents, the most important part that hey, yeah, people could can come through here, right? And be like this within these kind of constraints. It wasn't yeah. free for all, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So there's only a few houses like that. Yeah, so this is one of those houses. I mean, let's talk about like some of the early productions. You did like you bad stuff, right? Yeah, I did you bad stuff. I mean, stuff. you did the joint with Nasty Howie. Working yeah. At Nasty, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was crazy. <laughs> so we did like, um, yeah, a lot of stuff. Life's getting rough. Legacy, um, KGB stuff. We did a track with that is Thrust. Legends oh, of Three. That was on the. Um, oh, I did two tracks on that compilation. That was like, Legends of front, Three. Yeah, yeah. Yep. and then another yeah. one. I forget the other one it was New Black Nation. One. Mm-hmm. But um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, New Black Nation was the, the crew. Was Motion? That was Motion and Tando. Okay, yeah. okay. That was the main, and then I was um, DJing and producing for them, and uh-huh. they had two dancers too. And then you just use what you got, Motion. Yeah, Motion. And then what? Tyson did the remixes, right? Um, well, he produced some. He was a producer too, so he did tracks for You Bad too. Because he's and he more did. known for his engineering than yeah. No, but he produced no, he too. Produces he produces too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he would he would engineer, but he would also produce some tracks too. Did you do the joint promotion with um, Tara Chase and the Body Be Fly? No. Yeah, I did that you one. You did do that one. Yeah, okay, I did okay, that okay. One. Um, fuck. What else, man? Uh, I mean, like 
in terms of production like mm-hmm. I know I'm missing stuff I know I mean well I pro- I'm still producing so like I produce like <laughs> right, right, right. records like you know mm-hmm. the, this is why I'm hot the remix with mm-hmm. Junior For, Reed and, right, right, right. and I moved on to like you know producing a lot of mixed with, like reggae stuff with hip hop and mm-hmm. like you know so crazy so yeah. when you left Master Plan Show you went to Flow right yeah, I went to Flow um, with JY. So it was JY's who actually, because DJ X was. Um, See, that's a whole, yeah. Yeah, I mean, DJ X was with, with um, JY's on the show. And then when he left, I was uh, actually supposed to move to New York because I was I had the CDs coming out. The CDs, my CDs were, mixed CDs were, were, were going well down there. I mean, that's a whole, you know yeah, I mean? we'll so, talk about that because so, that's a whole other thing too. Yeah, you have so, like a huge yeah, mixed DJ. Yeah. Like so, a mixed CD career too, right? Like, yeah, so I ended up staying because JY said come on the show, and then I came on the show. We had this trauma unit show for like a that's year, right, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. when DJ X was on the other station, yeah. um, Kiss ninety two. That's right. That's so right. we were, we were going back and forth against back each and other, just like old times. Mm-hmm. Right? Just like old times. It was like funny that. because like when he was on the radio, I'd be. We, I would have another radio in there and I'd be listening to what they were playing so I'm like okay they're on commercials let's go boom 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 you know it's just like it's kind of like friendly competition just it's like when, funny, we're yeah. the, when we're on the Master Plan show and then Mastermind had his show oh, yeah, and, and DJX had his show yeah yeah so everyone kind of play out your show. Yeah, because yeah. like you and X are cool, right? Yeah, of course. But it's funny because you guys, it's like even though it, it, what, it didn't seem like that, it was kind of always like you guys were like like arch nemesis almost. You know what I mean? Like, well, well, that's what people. That's people. Yeah, yeah, that's people what I did. And it's like, that whole, but. I think it's a, a competitive nature of DJs amongst DJs. Yeah, don't get me wrong, it was you competitive I mean? because, yeah. but everybody I think yeah, had their lane. Like Mastermind had their battles, all the exclusives, like a lot of like stuff. Like he was like you know DJ Clue <laughs> over here. Right, you know? right, right, right. So right. big up to Mastermind. He had his lane, and then X had his lane with you know what he was doing. But we had, I, I think. What stood out was I would do a lot of remixes and blends, and that was my my style was like a different style, so it created I mean, a different it, genre. If, you know, if no one will say it, I will, man. You're the blend king of Toronto, man. Like no one, no one can take that. Like that's facts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, we had that, we had a discussion earlier about that. I told man. people I go into war. This guy, I still sit to this day. Yeah. This guy, yes, anybody, dude. I go anywhere on the planet. And I would be 100%. I'm not even a bet, man. I'll bet. I already know. I already know what's in there, man. And yeah, well, that's what I, And like I said, don't even... That's when he's not even in the zone. And don't even let him get in that zone. Cause it, it gets crazy, man. Yeah, well, that's what I think I try to just make myself different is to, with the remixes and the blends, you know, because I would like to mix different genres together and, like, stuff, something that people wouldn't think could mix. That's what And then I would just blend it. They'd be like, yo, how did that... How the fuck did he think of that? And the thing about if you know him, like, the test would say, as much as you know him and you're in the room with him all the time, he still surprises you. It was like that look around his face he heard something, you know, it was like... Is your friend like, dude, this guy fucking does this to me every fucking day, like three times, five times a day still. If you're just around, he's just gonna do it, he's gonna put those two things together. Like, that shit's fucking crazy, man. Because you won a Justo Award, right? A Justo's Award. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And it was for what? Like a hip hop? It was for the Reggae Meets Hip Hop CDs that I was doing. Um, soul controllers. We were doing the reggae meets hip hop mix C- CD series, so we won an award for that in New York. And that was around. That was the time. Like I said, I was about to move because I was back and forth to New York so much. I was, you know, driving back, putting the CDs out, and then I got a residency there at um, Club Speed, which is like the famous hip hop club at the time. You know, with um, in New York, Club Speed. So I started doing that, and then the CDs were going good. 
So that was a lot of back and forth before I eventually moved there in okay. 2003, I think it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. right after the trauma unit. So were you the first Canadian to ever want a Justin Award or no? I think, yeah. Dope. Yeah. Dope, dope. I think so, yeah. Probably by far. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Justo. R.I.P. Justo. Yeah, word, word, yeah, word. Um, Yo, what's your connection to Bobby Condors? Legend. Um, um, Well, pretty much when I was putting out the U-Bad stuff, I would go to, like I said, before I actually moved, I was back and forth a lot. And then I went to the radio station, Awesome 2. They had a radio show there, and... um, we basically, I went there to promote the record, the You Bad record, and he was there promoting another record. And then we connected. I was like, I told him like I was trying to get a, a contact with his, his label because I loved the shit that he was doing. It's like he had the reggae hip hop yeah, vibe, vibe, and that's exactly. the same vibe that I was doing. So, exactly. so then he invited me to the studio next day, and then we just connected from there. He became like a real mentor to me after that. Like he he taught me a lot about the music business and record distribution, and um, you know the mix CDs and like. Right. Even promoting, like just like this guy's a hustler. Like he would, he would be. I don't know. I guess it maybe like Ron Nelson. I don't know. You can just say if Ron Nelson was like, but he would be the one putting up the flyers and like doing. I seen yeah, him like all right. night. Like just, I'm like, damn, yeah. he, you're doing it yourself. And yeah, like, he's like, yeah. yo, he'd have other people yeah. doing it, but he would, he'd be the one out there too. And Word, I was like, yeah. yo, you show me, show me like, yo, his hustle was off the chain. So big up to Bobby Carter. Yeah, but he's also in New York. Yeah. You're, your hustle has to be off the yeah, chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, but he taught me a lot about the business, man. So, Dope. big up to him as as a mentor and, and Ron Nelson for sure. Because Ron Nelson, even here, like playing my first productions and even supporting me when like as you know he moved in when he moved into reggae and yeah, like, stuff reggae I was doing stuff that I was doing there. So, I mean, he put me on like the first I think the first big shows that I DJ that was was through him. So, shout out to him too. R-P. I mean, let's talk about like what's some like because I know you've done a ton of reggae stuff too, though, right? Like, yeah, well, I did. Um, when I was like I said, when I when I was in New York, I put out CDs. Um, I've worked with Vibes Cartel, and we did the, a CD called Return of the Crime Minister, and okay. that was like one of his biggest mix CD to I think to this day, and was in the New York Times and everything. And I did that one with him, and then I worked on the Why I'm Hot CD with Junior Reed. And that's where mm-hmm. that whole thing, you hear that remix, the mm-hmm. Why I'm Hot remix, that's how it kind of came about. Mm-hmm. Because Digiwax was managing Mims, okay. who had the Why I'm Hot record. Mm-hmm. So when I would go to Digiwax, I would sit in the office and Mims was there. I would tell them, yo, I'm working on this CD with Junior Reed, you know, maybe we should collab on your track. Yeah. And that's how it came about. And then the next thing you know, Junior Reed went to Miami, recorded it. And then that remix came out, and that remix went, you know, that remix yeah, went yeah, 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 You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? So a lot of radio in New York was playing my remixes, and even here, and like around the world, were playing like some of the remixes I was doing on the mix CDs, and that's kind of how I got out there, you know, the mix CD game. You know, it's not around anymore, but yeah, at the time, like that right, was the right, way, right, you know, I got my name out there. Because you still DJ heavy, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I DJ a lot, I tour a lot. I'm just my own shows, and then um, I still produce a lot, so still doing a lot of production. Word. Can't yeah. Can't wait for that to see, man. I'm the chemist, yeah. man. You see, well, yeah, you know, no Justice. matter what, he always be yeah. in that room. Put yep. That, uh, That's it. something. <laughs> you know, man. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Something wrong, they ain't happy. That's I know something wrong, man. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like I'm missing so much, though. So. You know what? Yeah. But you got a lot. You got a lot of... 
a lot of things in there, man. It's like, because the thing is, like, some of these things we're going to do, listen to, go back, people trust me, we're going to do, like, part twos of interviews, and cause then yeah. because there's so much to tell, but. Cause, were you a part of Fresh Arts? Yep, I was part of yep. Fresh Arts. That was, I think, Motion Motion hooked that up, I think. Because then. I was telling you earlier, because, like, remember, Orange yeah. had. You were like, cause remember, I was part of Fresh Arts, too. Right. Yeah, I remember like what do you guys are saying? You were part of Fresh Art, uh, like as students? Like yes. no, I had a discipline. I'm part of Fresh Art. Oh, you were like an instructor. I'm an instructor yeah. of Fresh okay. Art. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I don't just really put it out. Yeah, there. I don't I remember was, what I was doing there, there, but I remember, know, I remember how yours worked. The first year, what was I doing? Orin there? had a studio, but okay. I remember Orin's studio was busy. Remember he was right across the street. That's when they were down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By Bathurst, they're right down yeah. there. And then I remember your and then Wendy Motion, whatever Motion was like. Oh, well, Derek, since you have your setup, blah, 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 over there, and you're familiar with some of the people, when they can't get an orange spot, maybe some of them, not as many, maybe one or two could coordinate with you, and then they used to go up by you. Oh, okay. Because remember the cats on Surrey Cats of Goals, and they're like, oh, this is how they learned. Because there was like, cause they didn't have enough studios. Oh, Cause we okay. were out of that, the arts center, the, the arts council, but they didn't have a real proper music room, nowhere to record. And then they, oh, and then, so they okay. did their writing. Yeah, yeah. The writing sessions would be at the arts council. They check Orin or they go check there. Okay, okay. But cool. you were like pre-production before they went to, oh, okay, okay. before they would go see the Brewers pre-production center. They pre-production there, because you know, it's motion, and she know how yeah. to do it. Go pre-produce with, Power, right? And then when you're ready, because Orin don't want to waste the time. Orin Isaac's busy yeah. doing, you know. Orin was always, yeah. yeah he had what was his yeah. studio called again? I don't know, his studio, studio was nice. Yeah, studio. studio was sick. So he needed his room. So Orin said, "I got to do it, but make them be polished. I send them somewhere they could do their desk." Because I got an idea. Yeah. And then boom, then they went to Orin. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy because like we were talking about it with Double Soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean, because they were in the program, mm-hmm. and right? Like, like how important. Yeah, that program was that really was important, good, man. Right. It, it connected it, a lot of people. It's the precursor to what is now like the remix program. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah, sure. Definitely. Yeah. It's totally, it's totally. Which is cool, man. Yeah, yeah exactly, man. Yeah, for sure. All right, what, like, what, are you, what are you currently up to, man? Where can the people find you on the, um, on, the, on the social media and stuff? You know what I mean? Currently up to at DJ Power Music on um, IG, Twitter, everything at DJ Power Music, um, DJPowerMusic.com. I'm just working on production. I have. Um, a single coming out with um, While She Fire from Major Laser and um, Common Kings. They're, um, they're a group from from L.A., but they're like, they just, they just got nominated for a Grammy. Awesome. So, so okay, I'm working on a single with them. And then a whole kind of EP I'm trying to do with different artists. And just, like, Did you just do the joint stuff. with Michael Machatero and uh, Cardi? Two? Who the... Um, uh, Oh, that, that that was you mean Marshall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Marshall Montano. That was a while ago, a few years back. We did. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, the fly so high. Marshall Montano and um, Cardinal. Mm-hmm. We got Cardinal on it. Yeah, sick record that mm-hmm. one. Um, yeah, so yeah, just a lot of production, man. <laughs> Staying in the studio. DJ. Just doing DJ and still touring. You know, same stuff. Same stuff. Right, right. That, it doesn't see, stop. Man, just boom. It's <laughs> twelve. You know what I mean? Man. No, it's twelve. See, twelve right, years old. Right, right. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But when you want those turntables, I'm going to say, but when you want those turntables, man. <laughs> yeah, when I went, and then now, I still have those turntables. To this day? Yeah, to this day, but one of them is red now, because um, the guy when the guy stole, stole it, it, when they <laughs> stole them, they, the guy tried to paint it red. Can tell that story? Yeah, we can tell that story. Yeah, tell that story, man. So, what happened was, after the Metro mix-off, I won the turntable. And you know, like, turntables were, like, 
that's it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lived, like everybody died, lived and died for turntables. So you have your turntables. So um, as Ebony was living with me at the time, and I was like, and um, even though we had like people coming in and out, we usually knew who the people were coming in and out. Like, like we knew like it was from a mutual friend or something like that. So, right. but then he invited some people to come through one day. And I was like, yo, I don't know if that's a good idea. Like, it's, it's, you know, we don't really know these guys. So they came and they, they, you know, we just did a studio session, whatever. And then they left. And then like a week later, I was home. For some reason I was home because at this time I was going to Central Tech. Okay. So okay. I was home from school and then I heard the door knock. And then I went to the door and there was this dude standing there. And then he's just like, oh, sorry, wrong, wrong house. And then he, and he left. Yeah. And I was like, something's weird about this shit, right? Something is weird, the energy, something's wrong. So then the next day, I went to school. And that's the next day when I wasn't home, they came in and they, they took the turntables. And I was like, I came home, I was like, oh, fuck. You know, I knew something, you know, something was off. So then I was like, I told Ebony, like, listen, man, like, I think, you know, those people that you brought the other day, they got something to do with it. So let's see what, you know. And, and I was like, I told you not to bring people that we don't really know. So then, so then Evidy, no, he felt bad. So he was like, okay, let me find out, you know, let me find out where these guys are. So we ended up finding one guy in his work. He worked at, you know, he worked at um, Michi Deeds. Yeah, yeah. He worked at Michi Deeds, the patty, the Jamaican um, patty place, right? So we took, we literally dragged this dude out of work, man, and like just had him confess. Oh, you were there, right? I forgot we were there. Oh shit! Oh shit! I forgot. I even forgot Thrust was there. It was me, you, and Ebony the Wet, dude. Yeah, we literally dragged. I'll tell you some things, dude. This guy, dude, he was working, dude. And he was big. He was big at all of us. Like this, hey, <laughs> the back door open. You know, like the restaurant in the back of the alley. Grab this nigga and pull the rat out. That's what I'm saying. Grab the other works. He knew something gets a fish. He man's like, yeah, ease out of it. And hear this, we got a name out of him, and then and then we had to make up. We had to make up. Um, Groovy had to call the, his house and pretend that he was looking for a DJ because there's no way we we're gonna get in, right? So we had to pretend that yeah. he was looking for a DJ. Yeah. And then the guy who had the turn, he said, "Oh yeah, okay, well we can do whatever." So he to- he told Glenn to come over. So when Glenn, when the guy opened the door. Glenn walked in and me and Ebony squeezed in right behind him and then we went downstairs and the whole family like this was like the whole family chilling and we just like we just went in so we went in the basement who? I was with him too right there you were there then? oh you were there then? okay cool okay cool the family was there I didn't even know you were there finish the story oh shoot there was the curtain in the corner right? yeah there was the curtain in the corner we pulled open the curtain dude see I'm that nigga I'm always the rest of shit fucked up yeah, so we opened the curtain and then we I saw turntables there. One of them was red, and I said, "Okay, let me just let me just because I know how my turntables are, right?" So like I was like testing them out, and I was like, "Okay." I told them like, "Listen, these are my turntables. We're taking them. 
You're not going to make up any, any a scene or whatever. We're walking out the house right now with these turntables. So we walked out, and then we took the turntable. And then, then that's when something happened in the house. So the father figured out what was going on, or, or the brothers or whatever. And they, they came to the door, and they were making up noise, all kind of shit. And then Ebony, Ebony just opened, <laughs> opened his jacket, jacket. And uh, everybody shut up, bro. <laughs> 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 and that's how we got, that's how I got my turntables back. And that's the, and that's the story of why one of my turntables is red to this day. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. But that, at that time, you live and die for that because, like, those are, that's your life, right? So, oh, yeah, man. The records. It was one of those, the audacity of you to think you were going to, it's almost like. Yeah, it's like crazy. But I can put on tape the thing like the other night. Yeah. It's one of those things like the audacity of you to think that you were gonna walk up into this household and do that. Yeah, that's crazy. And that actually wasn't get gonna away happen. with it, that dude. We was happen. and the thing was story that people don't understand. That was just the guy work. We went searching. We went to other areas. No, listen. The one tap, yeah, we went all through hoods, dude. Yeah, and I went all around the city. We went three or four the other night. Ebony was staying in my house too, right? Yeah, with two miles of his house above. We was not. We looking for those. We finding those turntables, dude. Yeah, we found them, and then and then one of the dudes came to Jungle when we had an event, um, like a, a few months, a few weeks or months later, and then. It was funny because he came to jungle and, he, and just because he was the friend of the dude or whatever he took, I mean, he was like, that's that guy. And then me and him ended up getting in a fight and then the whole, like literally the whole kids and everything were running after this dude. Like it was crazy. Like that's how like it was back. Like everybody, you know, stood up for everybody, you know, like nobody's going to let that, nobody's going to let that happen. That wasn't happening, dude. But that was the story. So we got back to turntables and then. The rest is history. No, no, that was some real detective. The way we figured it out, people wouldn't have got those twenty was that real. Yeah. I'll tell you, it was most people. They would have not have gotten. It was because we were smart. We oh. pat ourselves on the back. Because that thing you did with the phone call, how we did the phone call. Yeah, we had to do the phone the call. The trick because to find no out, because we in. knew we had it, and it was there. But how are we going to oh, get in? Part of the story. There's no way to get in. Up. You know what messed up it was? It was down in 32. Because it was a friend, it was a girl who used to record of us. I'm not going to say names. It was her brother. So the sister yeah. would come to the house yeah. forever. So he yeah. came, and so he, we knew him, and he came, and he brought a friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how it You know that kind of thing? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I remember that it was like, oh, okay, so... So, so yeah, well, he's actually, he's straightened out later, actually. When I see him later, he's like, it actually woke him up, because something happened to him, too. All so, right, so. man, yo, power, man. Yeah. Thanks for rolling through and talking to us, man. Like, yo, big, big contributions you had to the city, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, man, give thanks, and big up to you guys for doing this, you know? Respect. And having it, letting people document their stories. Nice, well, it's long overdue. Yeah, On that note, rate, yeah. subscribe, rate comment, us. rate us. all that, man. iTunes, yeah. spread the word. Tell them, man. Tell them. Spread Tell the word. It's the yeah. only place you can go, man, and see and hear this, man. All right, views it's before the, the six. Place. We're out of here, y'all. Let's go. Peace. Let's peace. Peace.